Welcome to the Heroes of Reality Podcast, a podcast about the game of life and the hero's journey we all experience. Let's jump in with our host, Dylan Watkins, as he introduces today's guest. Welcome, Adventures. Dylan here. And on today's podcast, I interview Michael Lovich. He is uh, deep into the area of health and fitness, and he's the creator and founder of a unique culture and group called Baby Bathwater. He has a distinction and hatred for all things guru, and he's really all about having fun with unique individuals and connecting outside the realm of growth and outside the realm of business. He wants to put cool people in a unique space and allow them to just naturally have fun and evolve together. He comes from a, a crazy background of getting into the psychology space where he was just deeply passionate about that and then overall started researching it and looking at the hard data and science and facts that support how do you how do you change your psychological perspective. He started creating informational products online and then real experts started looking at his products and using them. And then it went from uh, not just psychologists and other people like that using to health and fitness experts. He became kind of a nexus point online for health, fitness, and wellness, and and having a strong, lack of a better term, brand that he, he was a no bullshit. I want the hard truth. I'm only going to promote the best. He really considers himself a mentor that helping people that are young adventurers that are getting started not get in a shitty situation by being swindled online. He's all about having a good time, being down to earth, and connecting with quote unquote entrepreneurial bootstrapping weirdos so that he can elevate himself through a natural organic process. I had an amazing conversation and I think you're gonna get a lot out of this. So without any further ado, I present Michael Lovich. Hey Michael, thank you for joining me today on the podcast. Hey man, thanks for letting me come on. Totally, man. I, I'm, I, it's awesome to reconnect with you, and um, I do have to say that we didn't just have a a, a, a random um, connection with you and one of my friends, Dane. At the same time, we are the, the one the yeah. one challenges I have. I don't have a waiting on my Zoom, and so sometimes people jump into the in, into the link by accident when I when I tend to run over my meetings. But it, it actually worked out really well because you guys knew each other. Was... Yeah, it was fun. And we, we, we should reconnect. We had a good time. <laughs> That's so cool, right? <laughs> yeah, the last time I saw him, we actually almost ruined his whole event. Uh, how did how did that happen? Wait. He, he had this, the foundation thing, and, you know, they were all, it was like a festival almost in Colorado Springs, and it was very, it seemed like a guru thing. And my friend and I and this girl, we came, and we were on some substances, and we just started having a really good time and people would talk to us and we were like, what are you in this cult for? And it was just crazy. It got crazy. And we just couldn't stop ourselves. We just couldn't stop making fun of Dane. <laughs> <laughs> and then these are all his like people and they're oh, all like newbies. And we were like, Come on. And they were, and they were but then the, we made it better for him because they were defending him. Like, like, it was like, oh my God, like they're, you can't talk about him like that. So it's actually like, they were so loyal. I think we actually made them stronger followers. Oh, that's so funny, man. The <laughs> what's funny is like you look at cult. It's really culture, really what it is. And the the challenge is, is when you don't when you don't know about a culture, it can feel very culty, right? So mm -hmm. if there's someone that you really like and you're really into, um, see, so because like, I when I met Dane, I, I 
listen to his podcast, love the podcast, read the book, love the book, and you became mm-hmm. slowly more immersed in that. Uh, but then from the outside in, if you see people that's got their, they've got unique sayings, they, they wear the same t-shirt, yep. they, they're all part of this inner community, they all have that whole, that whole vibe, you, it, on the outside in, you're like, what's this? But it's, it's, but, the, but there's all these little micro culture cultures going on all over the internet, right? And it's just, you, you, when you do it and you're part of something that you like, whether that's a sports team or something else, you're all mm-hmm. for it. But on the outside, it can get a little, can get a little freaky. It seemed pretty weird. Well, it's a, it's a fine line between um, healthy and not healthy. Well, let me ask you, what do you think makes the difference between a good cult and a bad cult? Like, what are the, what are the, what do you think are the, like the do's and the don'ts? I mean, the first rule is if you're spending more than 15% of your time and within any circle, mm. period, bad. Mm. Just stop it. So if it's taking up more than 15% of your life, meaning your friends, you're the circle, you're the, you know, like all your friends are in that thing. And, you know, and then you're only reading that, you're only seeing that group. If you're around any group like that, more than one fifth of the time, like more than 50, you know, yeah. you're fucked. Um, bad and if they're demanding that and if they if they're demanding that or even requesting more than that of your time not good mm. um, that's the first rule I mean that's then that'll keep you safe I, I could see that guy because then you don't you don't lose those detachments because they said one of the issues in any unhealthy relationship is is the separation don't hang out with your family hang out with me yep. don't hang never out let, with people do never let anybody do that to you in a business group or any group now we talk about that a lot like we talk a lot about psychedelics like never do psychedelics in the same group mm. more than 15 percent of the time because you get stuck in those loops and those Things patterns get, well then you're in a self-reflecting group then you're not learning mm. right then you're just supporting each other and you're supporting the bullshit beliefs you all have created together yeah so is that your like in terms of like learning and growing is that kind of your your rules of thumbs in terms of like stay loose be into a bunch of different groups see see how you can get elevated from these different groups is that kind of your style or like how do you how do you really well, I'm, like, a, I'm, a, I'm eclectic and i run a group so i'm careful about not asking people to be part of my group in a weird way um <laughs> you know what i'm saying because i why do that but yeah i think that you need diversity of opinions and thought and if you get stuck with just one or two you're, you're not going to be an interesting person for sure and yeah. you're not gonna get challenged if you just hang out till you agree with all the time or you know. Being challenged is so important. That's actually one thing I find to be super healthy. If you're a part of a of a group where everyone like looks up to you and they spend a bunch of time like being admirable or whatever, whatever power yes. you have over them. It could be yeah, yeah. anything. It's a bad thing. You need to be humbled in another situation to realize that you you aren't King Monkey. Yeah, you can't be get used to status. Yeah, because you might be the best at this. You might be the best at kickball, and you only hang around the kickball field because you're always the best at kickball. So you're like the king dog, but then you go try to dance and you suck. Yeah. So you got to go out and dance and suck, and then be like be the loser, and yeah. then ha- you know how that feels. There's you know such saying? a value in yeah. There's such a value in yeah. sucking and feeling like you're like oh wow I'm I'm actually at the bottom of the barrel here, and you have that mm-hmm. kind of that need to kind of mm, yeah, then, then all your shit doesn't. And then all your bullshit doesn't work when nobody knows you, right? So it's good. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, you have to be yeah. a real human. You can't just like can't just you can't just like, hey, don't you don't you know? Yeah, don't yeah, you totally. know who I am? One of the grossest lines of all time. Like, I know. No, it's terrible. Yeah. I think a lot of people because a lot of the entrepreneurs that they want their private planes. They 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 want to create this environment, 
right? Yeah, Where they yeah. bring their bubble with them. Mm. You see that with stars with their entourage. And I, I understand the aspiration because like flying does suck, you know, and I understand it's fun every once in a while, but I really think it's not a good thing in the long run to not yeah. to, to insulate yourself in this wealth and only then do those things with those people where everybody knows you because I think you'd lose grit. I don't think you'd lose who you are and you lose what it's, yeah, like, what it's like to be on the bottom, which I think is important. Well, that's a really big challenge too, because there's like the whole, I mean, Rocky Balboa thing, I the tiger, like you lose yourself as you progress upwards. The thing that got you there, you lose because then you get that comfort loop, that, that pattern of, I, you know, I, I've already tried hard. I did that in the past. I don't need to grow. Right. I don't, like, no, no. And then you, that, yeah, yeah. then you, you get stale. And the same thing that happens sometimes in marriage and relationships, like what got you to be attracted to that significant other, then you stop trying, you stop dating the person you're with. And then that, that same pattern right, right. presents itself in a circle, which it's hard. I've been married 18 years. It's hard to keep her fresh. Oh, you've been married. It's, congratulations. You have, yeah. you have kids? Just one. Just one. Yeah. So how, how did the relationship change with you over time? Like being an 18, how do you keep it fresh? What do you, you know? I mean, you go through struggles, you go through good years and bad years. Cause you can't, that's another thing. You can't expect them all to be good. That'd be crazy town. So I think people also have a bad expectation about what it means. Cause it's never going to be all good. Right. That's crazy. Cause you're going to both shift. And if you're both yeah. not shifting, something's really wrong. And then sometimes you shift different and you're going to grow apart in different ways and you're going to grow together in different ways. So it's just like doing the best you fucking can. <laughs> and then, but yeah, it changes in a million ways. Cause I might, you know, like I was a teacher when I met her and now I'm an entrepreneur, you know, so it's just careers change and kids change things and you get interested in different shit. Yeah. So when you say shifting, you're talking about perspective shifts, like growth yeah, shifts. Yeah, like who you hang out with and what you're into. Like, I'm not the same person I was, neither is she, you know, so you're never going to be the same and you don't want that, I would hope. Yeah. You don't want that so, unless you're addicted to comfort, but then you, you get this thing that it's like wants versus needs. Like, oh, I want comfort, but what you need is growth. And so you have this weird paradox right, right, right. situation where you're like, I want this. Like, I, I don't I don't want to be uncomfortable, but that's what you need to get the thing that you want, which right. is- Right, and you can't the, force them to be into what you're into, or, you know, like if I'm into some thing, you can't go, hey, I used to be into it too, and they can't force you into the thing. And then you try to find the things you have in common to do together. Yeah, but you need that distance, right? You need that gap that so you can go off and learn things and come back and go, hey, look, I'm slightly mm -hmm. different because look what I figured out. Whether that's right, but the, sometimes they don't care, but sometimes they don't care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how, about how about you? Are you are you married in a relationship? Uh, not, a long term relationship. We're actually engaged to be married. Um, so in a way, uh, yeah, yeah. So it's uh, they'll be coming up next year. Um, very very happy, and at the same time, like. Um, we both work together and we also like, we're also like Whoa. close, but it's, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. And there's things that we have in That's common fun. that we love mm -hmm. to grow on and do things, but then also we're very different in other ways and that it's complementary. but then sometimes, you know, it's the odd couple with those. It's those things that cause both conflict, but also you respect about the other person at the same time. And so, yep it's very much needed because they're exactly the same. I don't, I don't want to be with them. No, but you have to have to have like, does she let you hang out with your friends? I mean, they have to yeah. have like, yeah. that can't be the only person you hang out with. That's right. Because you, because you want that, you want to have that person be in your life, but then you, you need to have that gift of missing each other. No, she encourages it. She's like, Oh, go do your thing. Go have I, fun. I've, 
like I have her, so my wife, and then I have my business partners, my business wife. And it's funny, I actually get couples counseling with my business partner, <laughs> which is great because yeah. it's amazing. I think everybody should do that, actually. Well, I have the, uh, I have like uh, two co-founders, me and another, um, uh, her and then my best friend. And then we always kind of like rotate around, like one person can look at this. Okay, I see what's, okay, so you tell me what's going on. Okay, right. so what I'm hearing from him saying is this, what about you? And so we rotate around those positions and it's- Three I partners, it's, three partners is tricky. I've done that once. That didn't work out for me. Oh, really? It's- No, there's some, there's some flaws in the system. Having, three, having like, so me, so I have me and then two other co-founders that I, I do it with. Yeah, we had, I've had that. I'd like the trifecta. It, I think it's a good, I think it's, if it's- As two, long as it works. Yeah, as long as it works. So the, the that's what led to politics because then it was like, cause then it's always two out of three, right? Or unanimous, right? So then the problem, I spent half my time politicking. Like if I wanted something, I just got to get one of them my way. And then you had like, well, he's going to like, so we all started politicking more than working. And that didn't work. So, and we were great for the first two or three years. Didn't happen, you know, when, when we were like a rocket ship and everything was easy. But then when it started to get hard, because it always well, yeah, that's when we realized it didn't work. Mm, yeah, see, and, the, I, and I sold out to him. Hey, you guys take this thing. <laughs> having the right people a part of your business is so like it will like it is everything. Um, it's the only. It's the only thing. See the my my partners that I had for this before this I actually I owned another business and so me and him we actually grew grew the business up um, made it successful sold it off and got into this business so I already have several years of experience working with him also being my best friend of decades it's a, a history of of that so we are good but then we do fight but that's I think those collisions are super necessary because if you're constantly in that like everything's uh, great you know you need I love that. having a business partner like I eight years with the current one but then we actually work at it so it's good and this i think and now we do everything together so now what we decided to do is because we both have opportunities we had other companies and what we did is we just pulled everything together so this thing worked and then we're like you know what it's just easier just 50 50 on every fucking thing we do so even if i'm doing something that he's not even helping me with or vice versa because he does stuff that i'm useless at little companies we just split it and that way you don't have to worry about spending your time elsewhere that is super healthy man being able to like have it be like it's a true bond it's a true covenant of actually saying yeah. like we are i mean i can see that being it's like a marriage it's a true entrepreneurship marriage yeah if he says i'm gonna go work out because he does all this outdoor stuff and i'm i'm a fucking overweight jew i don't do outdoor stuff you know like so he arranges all these cool shit and i you know and then he gets to do it and he doesn't have to worry about me going hey you know what do you, you should be working over here because i get i get it and i don't have to do shit so then what do you, what, do you, what is your like role? Like, what do you do on, on your side of things? What, what, what superpowers do you have? I'm the other company. I'm really good at um, the digital marketing, especially for health and wellness. So I'm just wow. super, especially on the branding, blah, blah, blah. So I'm really good at products that help a human, whether it be a pill, a machine, brain, brain thing or whatever. I'm really good at selling that kind of stuff and branding oh. that kind of stuff. Love that. Like, I mean, I mean, getting into the space where, you know, just making money only has a certain kind of value, but making making money that actually helps people get better. It's like it's yeah. like in those buckets. Right. So, That's fun, especially you get to see some cool products when they come to you and you go, OK, this one was fun. Yeah. So yeah. yeah so I like to get involved in shit that like nobody else has. And that's really fun. And he doesn't do a lot of that. But then he's taking people and stoking them out, you know, hella skiing and doing weird stuff or surfing or 
and people paid good money for that too. There's a total value. I have a buddy of mine um, who I've, I've known for a couple of decades who runs one of the large like survival schools. And so that's cool. He, uh, he called me up and I've just, I've known him <clears throat> for years. We were like in high school ASB together. Uh-huh. I helped him build his first CRM system. Oh, um, cool. Get, getting up and going. Um, and he called me up like last year, year before he goes, Hey, um, I'm going to be on this like German TV show out in Patagonia, uh, survival show. Um, I'm going to leave in like four days. You want to go? <laughs> so no I, was like, way. I was like, yes, yes, I do. I don't know anything about this, but let's go have some fun. Um, so that's and, cool. And you're with, as long as you're with somebody who knows what they're doing, I'd get killed out there. Yes. Yeah. It got, it, yes. it, got, <laughs> it got interesting. It got really interesting. Out I there. Bet. Yeah, that, that, but, those, those people amaze me. But that's the thing is like that. I'm not, that's not my skill set, but it's, it's fun to no way. like guide the way, please tell me what to do. You know, and yeah, those, those people are amazing. The people, the people can live off, live off the land and shit. That's nuts. I don't see how they do it. But they love it, man. It's a, there's a lot of happiness in it. There's a lot of like, and then, yeah. and then exposing people to that. There's, you know, I, I don't I like both things. I love, like, I, I feel like I'm this techno caveman. Like I love fires and singing by fires and, and like dancing and drums and all that stuff. But at the same time, you throw me some virtual reality, I'll have a great time with my friends. So I can both sides of those fences, I'll, I'll swing back and forth on. Sure. Yeah, it, it just depends. So how, how did you get into like the whole fitness wellness space? What was, the, what was that journey like for you? Necessity. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I started my first company when I was 34. Mm-hmm. and I just was a kid on the way and again I was a special ed teacher before all that and then oh, wow. overeducated went to grad school didn't know what I was going to do with my life and figured out I was good at sales so I was like selling tech shit and I was like that's fine I can live off that I don't really care because money was never a thing to me but then as a kid on the way I was like okay I got to do something I want to and then I wanted the home office because I had a kid on the way and I was like that's probably what you should do It'd be cool to ha- be around right and I just in grad school, my thesis was hypnosis as an everyday experience. So I got really deep into the trans literature, unconscious yeah. processing. And that was yeah. like back in the 90s. So I was like reading Kahneman and Tversky and all the behavioral economics and O'Reilly way before they, they got big, way before the books came out, like way before Particularly Irrational or any of that shit. Mm-hmm. I actually knew them. So I, was stu- so I was studying like unconscious processing, biases and trances. And then my whole thing was, wait a second, like you don't go into trance, it's just what trance are you in? And that was kind of my, how I got out of grad school. And then I just kind of kept that in my pocket. And then when I wanted to do my own company, I was like Googling like hypnosis and stuff. And I saw all these people, it wasn't even Google cause it wasn't even Google then. Google didn't, they had search, but they didn't have pay-per-click. But I was just looking around and all these people like on Overture, which was Yahoo um, ad servers. Yeah, And I realized that, wow, there's like $10,000 a day and people selling bullshit hypnosis CDs, like lose weight in your sleep or have a better memory or quit drinking. And I was like, this is bullshit. Cause if you look at the academic literature, it doesn't do any of that. So, no. and then all these people doing it, they were like, people took some 12 week certification in hypnosis. So there's no such thing as hypnotherapist, by the way, it's a bunch of bullshit. Like I had a friend who got his cat certified. As a hypnotherapist so but how good is the cat amazing probably the best hypnotherapist ever <laughs> right meow. Fritz. Fritz the cat <laughs> so all these new age fucking assholes with their fucking selling hypnosis cds that can't do anything and just so i was like but it's ten thousand dollars a day like what if i were to go to all the academics i studied 
had them record their academic transfers that have been studied to do uh, certain things like uh, you go state strengthening like real shit mm -hmm. or some there's some good pain stuff i licensed the um you know i licensed the trans they used studied in harvard to like help with surgery to reduce blood in surgery and increase so i had like validated trances i could get access to and i just read a book by dan kennedy my sister's a lawyer and became a publisher kind of from my bedroom of I was like, fuck these guys. If there's 10,000, what if I just had real stuff, you know, from doctorate level people? And the rule was you had to be published in a journal, trans had to be validated. And I'll, I'll like, why don't I sell people this shit? Like stuff yeah. that might work. Uh, and in real, like, high end. And I did it because it was 2004. And yeah, I kind of struggled for a while, but I can persuade I'm a sales guy. And it took me about a year, but the year I kind of dominated that space did really well and that was like early 2000s right where there wasn't a playbook for internet mm. and nobody knew what they're fucking doing so we were all like a small little group kind of knew that yeah. knew our shit so we all knew it and then all the doctors like mercola hyman daniel amen all the best-selling doctors they started reselling all my stuff because it works like in their clinics oh, and wow. online so my affiliate program had like the all the all the new york times best-selling doctors we're selling my shit. And then all the fitness trainers were selling my shit because we had a behavioral adherence program that was like more likely to stick to the plan you have, which is realistic. Yep. So we had all this stuff that would like, if you were a trainer or a coach or a doctor or whatever, our stuff made your stuff work better. So anybody who had like a book on how to do whatever, if they sold my stuff with it, their stuff would work better. So ended up knowing all those people. And then there's a, there's a cap to that business. I got to like seven or 8 million and it's kind of capped out. I mean, it's like, and then it's like, and then I get bored really easy. So I kind of flipped that. And then I was like, okay, <laughs> all these people. And yeah, then I had a little, I'd like 500,000 people on this list. And I was like the editor blogger guy, because yeah. I wasn't the talent, but I was the guy like editing. So I did edit them all, got involved in all the thing in the design. So I was blogging about psych research pretty much because I love it. I love psych research. So just, and, and whatever, it's just, and I was just reading shit and blogging about it and people would do it. And then when I promote something, if I liked it, I'd like win all the contests and stuff. So I was a good affiliate. All these supplement companies started coming to me to promote their shit. And I was like, well, does it work? And they were like, well, yeah. And I was like, where's this? Cause I'm a, my parents are both professors. So I'm a snob. I'm like, fuck mm -hmm. you. Like where's research? I don't know. No research. So I was like, fuck you. Like my, you're assholes like but you're selling these pills you don't even never works not only am i not promoting you i'll take you down like get out of the what are you doing because it's i think that's a crime so and then i started talking to docs i was like what's missing in the supplement world and they were like yeah research shit and then my mom's a doctorate level physiologist and so i was like hey mom like could we actually find ingredients that could work and we're like maybe so we actually researched and we found stuff like we had a hormone thing and there was double blind studies so we i came i with two other guys, a doctor and a guy really good at MarTech. Mm -hmm. um, we formed a company basically that was follow the FDA guidelines. It was like only double blind studies on humans, the right ingredient at the, the ingredient used in the research, not like, cause like um, such a fucking scam. Like rhodiola, like, oh, we have 15 milligrams, you know, 1500 milligrams of rhodiola. From where? Extracted fucking how? You know, is it so when you look at the re all these companies bait and switch you? They, oh yeah, we have that. No, you don't. You didn't. It wasn't extracted the same way. It, like it's like a tomato grown in like Iowa is very different than you know grown in a parking lot. 
So it's, you have to be grown the right place, extracted the right way, you know, so, and then double blind study for that. So we were like writing, reading real dose. So we'd give you the same ingredient at the dose used in the research. And we just crushed it. Wow. So did well there, got that eight figures quickly. And then what happened is all the, yeah, and I kind of got tired of it. Like I said, got out of it by three, two partner, great guys. It just three of us didn't work. Like we're really good yeah. friends once I was gone. <laughs> One of those things. Like great, great dudes, just a, yeah. And I was, cool. I was also ready because I'm, I don't like to do things too long. But yeah, then I got a reputation. So people are like, how'd you do this thing? And then all the people that were my affiliates. So then I just started helping all these people um, who had good shit. And I was like, yeah, if you don't have the best shit, I'm not helping you. That was kind of my rule. Like, if it's not the best in the thing, I'm not helping. Why would I? So it's kind of- So what I love about that is uh, just reflecting back on some of the things that you were talking about. So one of the things you you said is like just deeply getting. I mean, I'm also very much into psychology, and you're talking about like NLP kind of stuff as well, and like hypnosis. NLP is kind of a NLP is kind of a crank science, but not, NLP is not a science. Yes. So how is it? Because neurolinguistic programming, I mean, types of like using language to hack the mind. Is that not? So that's not a thing. Well, no, I mean it's uh, it's a hodgepodge. So it's not really a science. I mean, this is good. There's baby and this baby and NLP. I mean, it's good shit. But I access EQ shit. That's not true. I mean, it's just junk. There's no rigor. So there's good stuff in it, but it's not rigorous at all. There's no fucking body. There's nobody who studies it. There's no, they don't put their stuff up for study. You've never seen a research project on it. It's just a bunch of guys making shit up and then, or synthesizing other stuff that was true. They, they took from Bateson, they took from Erickson. So they took, they had a good lineage mm. and then just lied and made up a bunch of shit. So some of it's true, but very little. So what of it? What about it is true? Because I'm curious about the difference. Because I've heard about it. I mean, I, I mean, it comes from. I mean, you really want to go deep. I mean, it comes from general semantics, uh -huh. which is Chomsky. And mm -hmm. general semantics was true, but it, it's, it's pretty old in the linguistic. If, you, if anybody says linguistics, that's pretty like primitive. And there's deep structure, surface structure. So some basic overall way of thinking that's good. And they were sexy. I mean, the study of you know. Anyway. Is, is there, is there is anything it, to hack into the mind, like in terms of subconscious levels? Is it you play music, uh, play sounds while you sleep? Is there... Sure there are. I mean, I'm sure there are the ways. I mean, there's there's cool, for, there's a lot of reasons. Like Brain FM, if you look at Dan Clark's work, hmm. um, Brain FM is clinically validated for their frequencies. Um, How does that, because I, I, I downloaded the app a long time ago when I was doing like a... It's the, it's the only one out there that has research. And I, I'm biased because Dan's a member of Baby Bathwater, one of my good friends, but that's the reason I let him in because there's a couple other people out there with their claims. I won't name them. Sure. And it didn't work. And Dan's dead. And I was like, dear shit works. And then he has, and now he's in hospitals. Um, he's getting, he's, so Dan's a science. I mean, he's into science. So he's, he puts his stuff up for rigor because you have to be willing when you decide to study something, right? You have to be willing to go, oh shit, I was wrong. And so NLP doesn't have that. So they don't go. So anybody who has some theory and they're not willing to put it up for real research from, from their fucking peers, by the way, not, um, they're not real. Mm. Well, that's the thing is, you get a bias. Yeah. That's, a, that's why the scientific method's so sweet. That's why it's the coolest thing ever invented. Like, okay, you're so confident, let's do a study. And most people don't want those fucking studies, right? Dan does, that's why he's real. Well, and it, are, you, are you willing to get through the fire? Because there is, there, you said there's value in, in some of the stuff, but it's just, there's, it's, it's easier to say, oh, I, I know it, just trust me. And that, that might be the issue why you have a, 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 a distaste towards gurus, right? A, 
thing because they, yeah, they, they, they don't like criticism and yeah. they don't like to be around their peers normally mm-hmm. and they don't like to be belittle they don't like to be in the audience anymore yeah well that's the thing is if you yeah. some of the best people are the people that are always growing they're just they're just constantly on the grind of saying like i i want to keep figuring this stuff out that hunger it's so hard to keep that hunger as you move along the path. And, and i think you got to relax i said we have like, it's funny because we have like a in our we have a no growth rule like at our events We're like there were no be, like at our events like we have these yeah. events the intense because a lot of cool interesting people there and we got good music and we you know great and then we got some drugs and stuff and it's fun and some people want to turn it into a growth experience. Like, no, just don't fucking grow. How about just enjoy yourself and make that <laughs> like just stop the growth shit. So we don't allow any of that at our actual events. Like, no, we're not growing here. Just be, just, just chill be. out the fuck out. Have a good time. Be a dumbass. Just be stupid. We're all dumb monkeys. You don't need to always be getting better all the time. So I think it's a spurt. I think it is good to grow sometimes, but I think it's also good every once in a while. Just be the dumb monkey you are and let it be for a while and then grow in certain increments. But I don't think you should always be, you gotta chill the fuck out, let it set, whatever you're working on, whatever the fucking thing you're trying to grow at or whatever it is, do it, but then just live with it for a while and just forget about it and just be, and then break and then do it. I see people who in this growth, especially in Boulder where I am, they're always growing and they're messes, they're disasters because they never let anything fucking set. And so they're always so they're from one growth experience to the next. They're out doing ayahuasca here, and then they're doing this, and then they're doing that, and they break the fuck down because they never just are, and they're never happy with themselves. And just you know, so there's I think there's a limit to the growth. The growth lines. It's it's like you first start out at 100 miles an hour, and then if you Mm -hmm. keep that thing throttled, your maximum output isn't 100 miles; it's 90 miles and 80 and 20. But to to finally, you're just limping along because you're constantly in the growth state. The the best example of of what you're talking about is flow cycles, like being able to go Mm -hmm. through a cycle where you push, strain, relax, Mm -hmm. recover, recuperate, and then you cycle you cycle through that behavior. If you you figure out how to cycle, then you're, you're 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 revving it, and then you get that whole depressed. I was able to go so much harder last month, but this month I don't. And then, you, right. then your mind gets in there. And that's, like, that's like Kotler's work so good. Jamie's is like people mm-hmm. start to see that there is a pattern to it. You can't always be like, I'm really good friends with Steven. And like, he ain't always growing. Yeah. Um, yeah. He sometimes it's just out to get drunk, you know, have a good time. I think people forget about that. Um, you just got to chill out and be sometimes. <laughs> yeah. You, being human and i i completely agree yeah. that there's, there's there's cycles for for everything and if you don't it just doesn't doesn't work i'm i'm from actually had uh rian on the podcast so i love rian yeah he's rian's great. awesome yeah he's fantastic yeah, yeah. epic brother yeah he's yeah. <laughs> it's, it's 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 good stuff man the uh so i guess like smart can you can you talk a little bit about because i don't think you, you mentioned baby bathwater a couple of times can you talk a little bit about what that is and <laughs> it's a joke that happened. Uh, it's just a, I mean, started as a joke like a lot of things, but it's just a community of entrepreneurs, preferably bootstrapped people, their own people, people who not the VC crowd, not the funded people, not the people, you know, you know, the types of different businesses. There's the ones people who go out looking for money types. Yeah. Um, and there's the people who just started out of the garage. We like those people. I mean, there's, and there's nothing wrong with the other type. We're just kind of built for, the people who didn't come from much, who just started something and then, oh, whoa, somehow made it. Yeah, just, yeah. 
pure fucking passion and try it instead of like deliberately. I, I like the non-deliberate successes. And then, uh, and then now what do you do? So we're kind of those people. And we kind of like who are, yeah, so it's a community that started out and we had two events a year where we'd either ski in the winter or wake surf and you know, they always had to be physical activity. That's where you really meet people. And we threw these crazy ass events with no direction. We had content, but you didn't have to go to it. Um, we had great, it's just provide this great, it was almost like an asset trip. We provide a really good experience with the right people. We had these great times and then it morphed, that was like eight years ago. We did that a couple of years and then people wanted more. So now it's a community of like 200 of us now who um, we have, we're online together. COVID kind of ruined it. We always travel together. We do 30 person adventure trips all the time. And then we have our events. It's this type of group that has each other's back. So it's not like directional. They're not learning from me or my business partner, Hollis. We're just creating, we're like the mayors of this group. And then we like to push things because we like to see, like we took over a whole island in creation. We made an event there. Like, and we like to pull off the impossible because it's fun and then it's fun to people get involved. And then we end up, now it's like, we do business together. Like a lot of us create, it's for people who, they might want to grow their own company, but it's it's for people further along. Like they, everybody there does really well and they might be wanting to grow what they got going on, but most are there, they're like, I got my thing, that's rocking, or I'm looking to exit that. I'm looking to do other shit too. So mm -hmm. we're all kind of addicted to business. So companies get created, we co-invest in each other's projects. I've invested in a lot, like little amounts. Like I've invested in quite a few things, other people have too, but it's not like a fund, we just co-invest and invested in this hotel together so we have a place so it's just kind of a group to have fun help each other with the business but it's more personal yeah. a lot of the couple and then it's big so there's a bunch of little things and the rules just we only like nice people who are generous who are a little weird we, we're kind of for the weird and, and weird is hard to define but people who have their own thing going on a little weird in their own way we don't like normal people or people who are like weird to be weird like we're like so we're not burning man either where it's like no costumes, you know, no, no costumes, no fucking pet names, like weird, like legitimately weird, not, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not that. It's so funny because I was thinking Burning Man in the back of my head. Not at all. In full, in full disclosure, the, 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 the Burning Man, but there is, if, if you look at a, a quote unquote normal person and they, and they look at Burning Man, they look at your group, they're like, okay, uh, people that are doing well, that kind of want to just not do work stuff that want to go and have fun and cut loose. The, the the there's similarities but the it's um uh I, I focus is on growing our businesses too like we are we're business focused mm -hmm. so we're always like you, you shouldn't be in if you don't want to like create something we're for you want to we're only for people who want to create shit so that's 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 really interesting because like it, it's it's an interesting place because it sounds like there's almost like a it's almost like a branch of possibilities what you do is you you I think so you put put them together and you say, look, this is we're not gonna we're not gonna focus on business business or growth growth, but just naturally you guys are gonna mix things up. It reminds me a bit of like Tony uh, Tony Shea's uh, happiness model where he uh, it, Tony Shea had a like he considered the success of the location by the number of social random social encounters that you have, right? And so he mm -hmm. goes, look, you wanna you wanna meet this person? You wanna meet Michael? He's on the other side of the campus and he knows meeting Michael isn't the thing. It's the number of random social encounters that you can have along the way that really makes that journey meaningful, right? Right, so right, right. Yeah, it seems yeah. like you're like, you're saying like, like, look, you're gonna be here for this amount of time. I don't know what's gonna happen, but I'm gonna put all these 
these human obstacles along your path. And see what and then happens. You're, right. you're gonna have to like yeah, ping just, pong around and just let the magic it's just, flow. It's just crazy what happens. Yeah, because we don't have to do much. It's that, and then you have to put the right environment around it. And it is, but it is different. In the Burning Man thing, I respect it. It's just mm -hmm. not Burning Man. And we have a lot of people in our group who go to Burning Man. Yeah. It's just very, very, very different. There's, again, a, a different different flows and, and there's different intentions behind that. When you're when you're getting started with this this whole thing, I mean, it sounds like there's a lot of challenges, like especially with COVID and all that stuff that just recently happened. Like, what have been what have been some things that like like that have kind of like set you back? What are what I call threshold guardians? Like, what's COVID? Really what? COVID. I mean, because we didn't have a goal, like we just threw a party. So we didn't set out to have any. That's why we named it Baby Bath, the Baby Bathwater Institute. We didn't set out to create anything. We just wanted to throw the best event in the entrepreneur space anyway, because we thought they all sucked. I mean, we've seen them all and they're boring and the people suck and they weren't vetted. Yeah. We vet the fuck out of people. You can't just buy a ticket yeah. and you have to get in. And so we were like, what if we what if we evaluated people on personality and not income? Because I don't care. We never ask how much you make. We don't give a fuck how rich you are. It just doesn't matter. Or how important you are or how big your fucking list is. And that's what all the other masterminds are. Like I joined like the eight figure mastermind. It's terrible. So it's like none of that. So we just threw a party and then it worked. And then people said, hey, throw another one. And we're like, okay. So we just kept throwing parties. So we didn't have a dream. And then it got real when people wanted the member, they wanted a community and we're like, that's gonna be fucking work. Throwing two parties a year is not, not hard. So then we're like, okay, this is serious. And we got and then we got lucky with Cynthia who came in to operate our company. And then that got real. And then it just kind of kept not a lot of drug, I mean. It was just kind of easy and fun. And then COVID was the first real, I mean, we've had problems with, we do have a membership, so policing it, and we've kicked out a lot of people. We have strict rules and we've had some just, you know, discord and mm -hmm. some people who haven't been good. And it took us a while to like realize you got to get rid of those people faster. I think we didn't get rid of people fast enough before. Now, like really fucking quick. Cause you just gotta- It's even true business. Yeah, even with the business, you never fire someone too soon. There's never been a situation where you're like, oh, you know what, I think that was a little, because we all care and we all always want to give people chances and we all avoid those difficult conversations and and you just want everyone to have a good time. And, and, and so hard. Is, that was hard, but growing it wasn't hard because we are so strict with it. We never broke our rules about letting the wrong people this sacrificing because we this wasn't our core business. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just a fun project that became our real thing. So this is never our income stream. This is never what we did to make it. So yeah. it was always just fun. And then it became, oh, wow, this is almost full time. And yes, really just managing the community and, the, and then set, COVID was a big setback because we had to cancel everything this year. But then our online community was so strong that it uh, got tighter. And then we gave everybody who joined in 2020, 2021 for free. Cause we were like, hey, you didn't join this shit. So we took a big hit as far as not having new people come to the events and then no revenue next year for membership but we never took any money out of it so we were fine so and then now and then the people bonded because they're like whoa you guys didn't fuck us we're like yeah shit because the big thing of COVID is like shit runs like who's going to be the person where the shit doesn't roll downhill right because shit's you know unless you're in e-commerce everybody's you know and we and half our member more than half our members are in e-commerce so they're rocking it yeah, but then the people who aren't like we have a lot of people with physical locations. Like we have a lot of you know we don't just have digital marketing. We're not a digital marketing group, so we have um, a lot of people got fucked. 
And so we were like, okay, we're, we can be the ones who don't fuck up. How about that? Yeah. And that went a long way. I think somebody That's had so to stop the bleeding somewhere. That's so powerful. And yeah, it's, it's funny. Cause you're so many businesses. Ultimately at the end of the day, what you're, what you're giving people is feelings, right? And it, whether, and, and, and usually like the master chefs, right? Master chefs, they get to the point, you first start out with like, tell me what you want and I'll, be, I'll give you whatever you want. Right. Cause they're insecure. And then there's kind of like the business chef, which is like, look, I have my standard items, but I'll, I'll, I'll tweak it for you. Right. Chipotle, what kind of scoops you want that? And then there's that mm. high level, we'll say Gordon Ramsay or another type of chef. That's like, look, I'm going to make you what I want that I love because I love it. And I know what I love more than you know what you love. So come to my right. because I know it's going to be awesome. But that, getting to that level of being an entrepreneur, you need to have certain levels satisfied to get there, which means you don't need to have you, you can't have a scarcity on your on your income. You can't have, you're not trying mm -hmm. to like make this business decisions to say, well, you know, it's cheaper if we book them in this type of place. And so let's just go ahead no. well, and we we think about the bottom line, but being no. able to have that breadth of room to let uh, this organic baby grow, it, it's, 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 a, yeah. it's a, it's a, we do, cool. we do everything wrong that way, <laughs> but it works out better. We have a million different ways. Like, yeah, we don't do it right at all. Cause we treat it like a family. You're not supposed to do that. All kinds of shit. We don't do right, but fuck it. And it does lead to, it just depends on what you're trying to build too. But yeah, that depends on, I, I completely agree with you. Like that's part of the way that I've like all the things I've ever wanted to do is build cool things with my friends that were meaningful. Right. At the end of the day. And so that's a lot it. of the people that I work with is my significant other, my best friend, my closest friends. Yeah. And everyone's like, don't so never do that. And it's harder. But if you're willing to get into it and you embrace it, you become tighter. But it's it's people want to be able to kind of emotionally separate and go into a place and say, just do your job. Just go, you know, they, they but if, if you can actually make your friends and your work, that's the true community. But it's a it's a very when it works, it's great. When it's terrible, it's awful because it's all right, right, right. And we have bad ideas, and that, but the whole thing is a testing bad. Like, you know, we we always try something something dumb, and then sometimes it's like, oh my god, that was a good idea. And sometimes yeah. like oh, what the fuck were you thinking? And then you just, we never do the same thing every year, ever. We never, you know, the whole, because it's just whatever we want to do. <laughs> and then we want, and, and, you see what I mean? You have this weird non commitments, but as enthusiasm, still do the thing. Do you know what I'm saying? Like right now, you're like, I'm going to, we're going to try a thing and it's probably not going to work and it's going to be awful and we're going to mess it up and we're going to keep going because I'm having a good time and it's going to sort itself out eventually. Like that's, that's all. Fine. Yeah, and you're, but you're right. Like if you, if you trust your judgment and you know it fine and you get the thing you're doing like if you're like you said gordon ramsay if you understand fun and, and you know then and you and you have good ideas for fun you just got to do them and people don't do that for themselves often and it yes. sounds like you like that too like we're like and also are you naturally like that like i'm a natural host I love throwing parties. I've always loved throwing parties. I've always had people over. I've always worked in restaurants or bars. I, I love I love being a waiter. I, I love making people happy. It's fun. Like I, I get off on people being happy. Some people don't. And so the worst is when people run these like these masterminds or these events and they actually aren't those type of people because not everybody is. And you can just smell it. They're just running it like a thing. Yeah. Not like so they don't really get off on the on getting. They don't get off on other people getting off. It's also what's 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 worked for you. What's reinforced it for you? Like for me, like what's what's been able to 
be a guiding path in entrepreneurship is I try something, I know that I like it. And so then I make yeah. it for other people. And so whether that was previously in the, in the food business, right? And I had the thing. And then VR, when I tried it, I was like, oh, oh this is great. And I tried right, VR right. and I tried multi-user. I was like, oh, this is great. And then it takes a grind to figure out how to get there. But it's like, oh, but you yeah. know, that's what where the true joy is. And so if you can, if you can do that, yeah, eventually it will come I around. I very rarely done market research. No, it's like, it's like, no, like this is going to work. Like I'm, a, we're going to launch a, anyway, supplement later. And I don't, I don't need to research. Like. But that's really interesting though, but you're still into psychology. You're still deeply, geekily into psychology. So, but you mm -hmm. don't do market research. It's, it's gotten to the point where you've now kind of, it's become more intuitive. Well, I'm, I'm a starter and not the, the, the research and stuff happens kind of after you're there, I think, but the, the gut feel thing to start, mm -hmm. um, that's the fun part and then after that i really don't want to be involved anymore anyway there there is a, a joy in the rocket shit of creativity being able to create and that's a, one of the things I, I love about well just things that i'm into it's just yeah you're creating can shit I, can, I, can i get with you what do you want to do what's interesting about that why do you want to do that okay let's figure that 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 whole building that that going yep. from nothing to creation from in your brain into a reality is so cool it's so fun that's uh, all there is yeah. <laughs> you got to follow your gut and then on the marketing yeah once you once you have a thing and you have data because you don't have data until you start mm. and then yeah once you get going and then there's traffic like on the digital side let's say then there's traffic then you can use all that psychology shit but you don't know the psychology shit to use until you know your customer because everybody's so different right so how do you get honest feedback from customers because often they want people you don't know you never do it's only by behavior the, the surveys are useless yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No, they're only for like brainstorming. No, people never, people don't know what they think. I don't know what I think. You don't know what you think. We, we don't, we simply do not know. We're not masters like that. Um, we, it's only by our behavior. And it's funny, like people, people think, it's funny, the biggest problem with the self-growth world is people think that by changing your thought, you change your behavior, just change who you are. And you're so wrong. It's completely opposite land. The only way to change your, who you are is by changing your behavior. Because you have that creates dissonance, which creates a shift. So the oh, just change your mind. That's always that's why they're all so sad. All these self-growth <laughs> people are so sad. Because they go to Tony Robbins and they do this and they're always so depressed by the end because it's such a scam. Um well, and they get motivated and they think they can change who they are, and that's therefore going to change their behavior. No, you change who you are by changing your behavior first. And that's what if you look at nudge and any of the real research. The way you change somebody's thoughts is by changing what they do. So well, you I always feel them. like it's, it's a two-way street. I, I feel like psychology affects physiology, physiology affects psychology, and it's and it's and it's both things. I mean, if you can you can do it on yeah. both. It. Love is definitely an action. I can say for sure. If you if you if you act with love and kindness and and it, it's self-fulfilling. But, if, but it's if you're aware research. and you can self-regulate and you can choose a better path, the problem is sometimes people are so unaware that they aren't even they don't even have that cognitive choice to be like, oh, well, I'm not. I don't know. I'm not feeling very grateful. So I, they don't, they don't become aware of that, that thought process that they can't even take the action to, to alleviate that. Right. So how do you, without being psychologically aware of that situation, do you take that action? It's just one habit at a time. Just make yourself do something, one thing. Okay. And that one thing I, will then change what you think about yourself. Mm. But changing what you think about yourself to then do that habit is harder. So just make yourself do the fucking habit, just whatever, set an alarm or have somebody do it for you. That's why coaches are so valuable. 
um, you know, people, accountability people. That's why that's so, that's why that, that actually works like Noom and stuff like that. Having coaches is a really, like even me, like if I want to, like, I hate, I'll never take exercise that seriously. So if I want to actually do something, work out, I got to hire somebody yells at me. Sure. And then I do it. And then once I start doing it, then I'm like, Hey, I am a guy who does that. But it takes a while. So if I want to change the behavior, I like hire somebody else to like yell at me. Like, <laughs> and I'll yeah. start doing, and then I can start doing the thing, and then I like internalize. Oh, oh, Michael is that guy, right? Like I've I've, I've been telling myself I want to learn harmonica forever, and I, and I have it right at my desk. And I never do it, and I could do all the mantras in the world, but I am a harmonica player. Only thing that's going to make me a harmonica player is to practice every day for like thirty days, so I get good, right? But I'm not doing it. So I'm trying to, I'm, I was trying to find somebody I'm going to hire just to call me every day and then make me pay money every time I don't practice. <laughs> yeah. Dude, you just, you just it works, like, man. That, that, I mean, 100%. If you have social accountability, basically you're outsourcing your willpower, right? Totally. Your identity. And then, and the thing is we, we feel like we're individuals. Like I am still in this autonomous unit that is no, not, no, 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 we're social creatures if you if you all of a sudden called your you called your mom or whatever and said this is the thing this is who i am and what i do and and you know i'm going to pay you every time this happens like we are but it, but it's being able to take that brave step forward because you know that that forces you that one that, that one minute of, of like self-awareness because you have so little of it so little of, of awareness it's so hard even people think they are but yeah we're just cogs man we're just a part of the big amoeba and we think we're individuals, and then these the mavericks like fuck off, like no such thing. These, you know, the rugged individual types drive me nuts. But learning that pattern, like you've you you've learned that pattern of trusting your gut and your feelings through those actions, right? You've taken a step where right. you trust your and gut, and then that action happens, and that cycle happens to where all of a sudden, like you're like, I know this situation. I've smelt this before. Right. Oh, I'm spinning down. I'm spiraling down. Quick, call a friend. Do a thing. It, mm -hmm. it, I can't, I can't be trusted. Someone take my car keys for my decision. Totally. I, I need, yeah, like money. Like I'm so bad. Like my wife, take, I, I just gave it all. I, I can't do it. I can't, like she does it. Like, I don't want to think about all that. <laughs> I'd yeah. have to be trained otherwise. And she, just, <laughs> she, she prevents me from going bankrupt. So it's, yeah, you just have to have other people help you with the thingy, you know, in, or be, or to change you. And accountability is it's the only way uh, to really, do it and other people are everything yeah. i mean it's solitude is good for like exercise i mean it is nice to go off on your own for a week and that kind of thing and just that's super valuable but we're still just part of a big web yeah but understanding there's but it's it's also decisions because one of the things you talk about like i i completely like uh years ago i was in some business -y class doing thing and they're like okay you know how you have a business and here's all the things well the way that you figure out who you bring on is write down all the things that's needed and then highlight all the things you hate and then get mm -hmm. other people to do those things and then do mm -hmm. the other. So that has been kind of my core of everything I do is, okay, what am I really bad at and right. that other people love? And then Find just people better. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah. Cause you can't do all that stuff. No, You're not going to be good at it. Yeah. No. Yeah. You don't want me doing accounting. You, it's not a, it's not a thing. It's, it's, I mean, it's a thing, but then it's an ugly thing. So mm -hmm. that's crazy. So what, like, so then you, it sounds like a lot of what you do is a lot of in the moment joy, just the essence of joy, having fun, and then knowing that eventually fun, fun will find its own purpose versus, you know, like saying that, that here's my goal. Here's what I want. I want to make yeah, the I'm, most. I'm, I'm not, not very goal. 
not very goal driven. I think there's different types of people. I'm not saying my also my way, like don't follow me. I mean, I just have a, a way that's kind of worked for me, but I think there's different types of people because there are visionaries. Like, I mean, like the Elon, whatever, think about Elon Musk, whatever. It's there are people who could see a vision and they can mm -hmm. plot it and their brain works that way. And they're like really good chess players and, and they work that way. And that works for fucking them. And they set this path and they nothing's going to stop them. And they're great at it. Those are those people. And there are other people just more rule governed. Yeah. So I just kind of have my rules, the way I do things. And it just takes me where it goes. Sure. And sure. I don't, I don't think a lot about the future. Um, I think about like just staying true to the thingy, yeah. you know, my belief, whatever you want to call them, I believe this is the pattern and changing those rules too, based on finding like, you know, meeting other people. I steal people's rules all the time. And when I meet people, I want to like, you know, cause people act different. Like what the, so you, you meet somebody like, you know, like Duke or I bet, like, like we met this guy, Duke Phillips. He's the biggest land manager for regenerative farming in the world. And it's all the, you know, just that's cool. Land made a documentary duke of the buffalo and he's now become a good friend and part of our group and paul started hanging out with him and i just started like he's just so cool and different and it's like you're around him and it's like i want to be more like duke man so like i asked him questions you know like i was like what can i try on that duke's thinking like what's what's a duke pattern you know what's a rule duke has for how he yeah, deals yeah. with whatever and like let me try that fucker on and, and so it's going to have rules. I don't think about the thingy, you know, that I don't have like a vision, but it's also because I'm not a good chess player. I mean, I get killed at chess. So I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not good at that. Right? So I get, if I played the vision game with visionaries, yeah. I get killed. I'm not a visionary, but I'm really good at following my own rules and trusting my gut along the way. And this shit, this happens. And it tends to mostly to be good. And then I happen to have a business partner that thinks the same way. Right. So we just bumble through this shit and have a good time. And then we don't get mad. We're doing fine. And I don't have like income goals. I don't have like, a, I want to make, you know, people, I want to make this much by this time. That's great. I don't have that. I just <laughs> don't have a goal of that. <laughs> Someday I'll have blah, blah, blah. And it's just never been part of my thingy. So just bumbling through with the right rules and they get, but you go forward. You just, it's like, you know, when you create a character in a video game, I just, I'm like a character in one and there's certain ways, you know, and I'm sure if you watch me act, you could like hack me. You know, <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's what I love about that is there's, um, I mean, I think about it in terms of like programming because that's just kind of yeah. the key side of me. Going there. Right? Yeah. Is that you have, you have like a kind of like a framework kind of thing where you say, okay, I have a vision, and every time I'm going to kind of program towards that vision, right? Versus um, in like in video games, you have like follow the fun where you're just like, mm -hmm. okay, I'm just going to play it, and when I feel it, I'm going to, I'm going to move towards that right. feeling. And then just, but that's, that's the rule that you have. And, and that independent rule says, okay, follow the fun, show up every day and yep. be willing to change, right? That kind of thing. And then that boop, 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 right. will eventually get you to a place that is more fun because you're willing to change. So you have that framework, the very simple, but that yeah. humans are so good. That's why we've got those mirror neurons and all that jazz of like, okay, I see what you're doing. Cause I see where you're at and I want to get there. Cause you might be, you know, my, um, unspoken virtual mentor so i stalk you online right. i pay attention to you i absorb your thousands of hours yep. of podcasts or whatever the thing is and i just start to naturally adopt what you do because totally. you are who i want to be in a sense of that kind of feeling it's just avoiding grabbing the values but leaving the guru right yep yeah you so know? i want to hang around with people neater than me i mean my whole goal in life is to be around people that are 
that are cooler than me. Not cooler, like, hey, cool, but like cooler, like more interesting than me. Yeah. And they can't, you can't help but rub off because you're right, the mirror neurons, you naturally just absorb a yeah. lot of this stuff. And I don't want to absorb from like successful people. I want to absorb from weird, interesting people. I want a more interesting life more than a more, rather than a successful life. So I think those are two different things. They can merge, but I think people in the business community who are following, it's like they're all following the same fucking people. And it's pretty boring. But you're moving. What's that? All I was gonna say is that you're moving up that that hierarchy, the Maslow's hierarchy kind of thing. You already got your base needs covered. Mm -hmm. And you realize that like to, to get, successful is just a definition of you're happy with your results, whatever. You, that, whatever that it is. Basket weaving. Well, happy with your results. Happy results right. could be I grew a family. Happy with your results is I. Exactly. I, I, happy and with results. Also, and we all have such different goals. Like so many people, I mean, I'm more social. So my happiness is based on other people and friends being happy. And I love to see friends succeed. And like, you know, like that's how I get off on that. And I like wild, weird times. And some people get off on creating a building. I'm like, like my wife likes to work with her hands and she's, she likes people okay, but take or leave them. And, but she likes to make things and that makes yeah. her super happy because she likes to see a project finished and actually create something like real where I'm more like, so we're all so differently motivated too about what makes us happy. How would you find, if someone like didn't really know what made them happy or understood their own rules, how would you, what would you recommend for them to to, to figure to, to figure that out? I'd be read Daniel Gilbert. Or something Daniel like, Gilbert? I'm not familiar with Daniel Gilbert. He wrote books stumbling upon happiness. Oh, okay. I've read that book. Okay. Okay. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, first of all, let them know. Well, first of all, tell them that stop chasing happiness. I mean, number one, because it's a dumb goal. <laughs> I mean, that's basically what he says. I mean, it's a yeah. stupid goal. Yeah. It's a byproduct. If you try to be happy, you're not going to be happy. And then you don't, and nobody knows what's going to make them happy anyway, yeah. inevitably. So wrong goal. That's the, that's the whole thesis of the whole book, and he proves it. So everybody can talk all they want. He pretty much, with science, shows that that's true. So stop it. And then I think it's like, so what else is there besides you know happiness? What what kind of goal is that? Mm, yeah, I got that's, it. So that's what he would say. Just, so follow your feelings. <laughs> go through the go. Just go and experience. I don't, I don't have any prescription. That's no, that that doesn't work. I don't know. I don't know what works. It's, it's like science. Like I don't I don't know what the fuck works. But I know a lot of things that don't. Uh, like, I don't have a secret to anything, but there are things that are proven not to work. Like there's <laughs> things that you know just don't fucking work, right? <laughs> so, uh, you're just you're saying, okay, I know exactly what not to do, and I'm gonna definitely not do those things. And I'll try a bunch of other things and just kind of adapt as I go. Life's just a process of elimination. Mm. And then and then hopefully, you know, you fuck up, you fuck up, you fuck up, you try things and something, oh whoa, that's kind of working. And then that fucks up because you're in a different place. So it's really, there's no, I don't think there is any way or there's no secret to anything, but there are noticing the shit that doesn't work, I think is a nice thing. Well, there isn't, there isn't any specific way, but there is your way or a way right. or things that you adopt to, to find, to make your own way, right? The series of, right. you know. And then, they, and then they change, like the shit that I did at 30 that worked for me at 30 doesn't work for me at 50, because um, things change. And then some things won't work for you contextually because you're with one group. And then you do another thing and those things that worked for you then just don't work anymore. So you gotta like, oh fuck, man, like what works now? And then who knows where you're gonna be and who knows what society is gonna change and who you're gonna be around and where you, you know, so it all changes. But there are some universal people principles. Have a good time, make others happy, you know, sh you show up. You can't up. make anybody happy or you can get off on people getting Force happy. Force them to be happy. Say 
be happy. Be it's happy. Tough, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm scared of people dance. I don't have any answers because like fuck that. And I'm scared of people with answers. Because once people have answers when it comes to this self-dev stuff, you gotta run away as fast as you can, I think. Mm. Yeah, I, I've noticed that I, I keep trying to pin you down and you're like, nope. Like, I don't ain't got no answers. Can't help you. <laughs> well, no, because because that's scary shit when people start because then they think they know and they can be scary. And then what and then once you state you know, like, especially once people write their books, right? Mm. So I tell people, don't write your fucking book. Don't. Is they write their book, it's self-dev, I'm saying, because it's like and everybody has their thing. Fuck whatever. I know those guys. They write these books. And then they can't really change their mind. Fucked. Because now they're, their whole life's now defending this thing that they thought worked. I know so many people, I get them, because I like to get people fucked up. That's always what I try to do with people. Like, I get them drunk, and then at three in the morning, I'm like, come on, man. They're like, I know. I've had so many conversations with book authors that are like, I know it's fucking bullshit. And I'm like, shouldn't have written the book. Because oh. <laughs> once you come out there and you act like you know shit, you know, so you put an asterisk that none, none of thing I ever said ad should be or actually be considered as truth. Um, if you read, I like Steve, like Steven Pinker's cool, he'll admit when he's wrong, he's really level headed, but very few of them are like he refuses to defend his shit. I like him for that reason. That's good. Yeah, he's like, ah, I was wrong, but it's a but the thing is being able to like being able to take a stance, but then just completely back off that stance is so powerful. Because right? because if you don't take a stance, you live a life of quiet desperation where you're not going to say, I'm going to do anything. You don't. You never take a step forward versus kind of what we're talking about is saying, hey, here's what I stand for. Maybe tomorrow I'll stand for something different. But right exactly. now I stand for this, right? Like it, that is such a... Yeah, and it's like it, the way science and the way science works. So science never tells you the truth. That's why I hate people who are anti-science. Like the science of religion too. It's like, no, fucking isn't. Science never tells you what's true. It only tells you if it's not true. Science never has claimed truth ever. Right, ever, ever, yeah. ever will claim truth. It just tells you it's not you with what probability. All it does, period. It doesn't ever claim anything. It just can tell you with this odds, this is not true. That's why you create a null hypothesis. So that's kind of the way I'm living on my rules. <laughs> it's like, okay, I just go along and the shit that doesn't work, try to <laughs> notice it and maybe not do that again and then try something else and then not tell people, oh, here's what works. Um, cause you never know. And then like you said, it's all also, we're so different too. So when people ask yeah. for advice or even on companies or the online marketing, there's no system. I mean, there, there are things that don't work, mm -hmm. but when it comes to what works, who knows it's so new and that, and then people get like, they start doing like, you watch these best-selling book campaigns, all the fucking same, right? The, the pattern or the Russell Brunson click funnel bullshit. And it's, you know, just do this. Like, and then 99% of those people it doesn't work. Because there's no creativity. So it's anyway, a framework. Everything's a frame. Like it's helpful because mm -hmm. frameworks help you wrap your concept around a model. Right, right? Whatever that's those true. models might be, right? And that's but that's what's really important because you need a framework. Otherwise, people spin, yeah. right? And if they can't, You're if right. they can't track their own mental process, you'll spin out of control in any in any situation. Nothing is like guaranteed, but there is a good framework for stuff. And if you're one framework, yeah, there are model there are, there are models of business like the dr. There are like certain like rules. Mm -hmm. a big yeah. but macro rules yeah wait, but yeah it's fundamentals yeah. right there's essential mm -hmm. uh, like fundamentals that if you follow that but then you just adapt it to the to what feels what mm -hmm. feels right and that and it sucks because like a lot of times like when, like looking at ai space because i'm doing virtual reality and i do ai and stuff yeah. like that people are always trying to like i want an ai thing that does this i go but the problem is, is like you're trying to make that as a human 
and human has all these nuances. There's like a thousand, a thousand little grades, and maybe over time, AI is going to get there. Um, but but really, it's so it's so nuanced to being in the moment in the situation and stuff. It's it, it, it it's very specific smart. But humans so with are good. What with what you're doing, like your business models, how much um does it cost? Like what's startup cost in the kind of business and like the in your the new world you're in? Startup the VR cost. world. It depends on what you want to do, but that's like that's like saying I want to get into the world of like app development. What is it what does it cost to build an app? I'm like, well, are you building Flappy Birds? Or are you building Facebook? Right? Is this is this a tiny little application that's just got one small functionality that you can make and do? Then relatively smart. But then you have those learning curves of are you going to be your programmer, designer, artist, engineer, all those things? Are you going to outsource that? Um, are you leveraging like you know what we've built is for just like a number of years for knowing that. VR multi-users are things that we wanted to do. You know, for the last several years, we've built and rebuilt and refabricated and reused our multi-user code base to where for us to get up and going is a lot quicker, easier than someone else that's just starting from ground zero. That's like, got it. It seems cool, right? And so it's like, are you leveraging a framework that already exists that you can kind of plop into something? And that's why you're doing now is you built your code base. Mm -hmm. And then now you have other people who are and you basically invest in their dreams at the beginning mm -hmm. to which will further grow your, you get some revenue, mm -hmm. you get experience and you get to further grow your code base for then when you want to create your own. Yeah, it helps us it, with us. Like we built it first for ourselves for a long time, but now only the people that we're really working with are like social impact entrepreneurs or nonprofits or people in a positive space that we, because now we get to choose like who we want to work with. Mm -hmm. And you don't want to, we tried doing the thing years ago, of like, you know, like, mm, mm, I don't know, like, like, uh, just, just for the business of it, and it never resonated with us. Like my my team, what we're very much about is we're, we're for the fun of gaming and virtual reality entertainment, as well as like social emotional kind of like learning transformation and stuff. Those two areas where it's 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 fun, but it's also impactful. Those are the people we like to work with. And sometimes it's more impactful and less fun. Sometimes more fun and less impactful. But ultimately, like usually, there's no asshole policy. We only want to work with cool people doing cool things. And so that's kind of what we we followed right now. But ultimately, everybody you work with, you grow your team, mm -hmm. you grow your code base, you learn what doesn't work. Yeah. And then you learn like faster ways so that new people you take on and eventually you can have your opus that when you do have that idea in your head, like this is what I want to create. Yep. Yeah. Here. And we've we've launched several of our own things um, out the door, some for games and for other reasons. But it's like, yeah, it's we I first got started for fun years ago when I put a VR headset on. My mind was blown. And then mm -hmm. I said, I want to figure out how to get into VR. So I created a community before anybody's before this was a like a monetizable thing. And right. I started throwing hackathons where I didn't know how to code at all. So I started throwing community events, building those things from those hackathons. I started getting recruited by local universities like UCI, USC, MIT. And they started like saying, oh, well, who's the guy who does it? Oh, that guy does it. And so I started working with those people just surely for the fun of it, not not being paid or anything. Mm -hmm. But by doing that work, I, I, I build up a, a huge rolodex of cool people that that are very 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 talented and then learned a ton along the way and that was the last several years of just doing it because vr is cool and then and that a lot and then i started getting paid for other projects and doing other works and we started bringing on more team members and da, 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 da. but yeah it started out as fun and then we started doing just different types of work and find out what really resonates with us and we really found out it's it's things that entertain, inspire, and help transform people. And it, we don't always know what that is, but we're always on the path of kind of like 
Transtech. Do you know, yeah. do you know Nicole and Jeffrey over at Transtech? Mm, uh, Nicole who? who? Nicole and uh -huh. um, Jeffrey, they run Transtech, the whole conference in Palo Alto, where it's, transformation, it's transformational technology. They, they coined the word. Yeah, the um, I've um, I've heard a bit about uh, her name's Nicole Bradford, right? Hmm? Yeah, yeah. I don't know her personally, um, but I'm 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 familiar of them. So it's 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 they, a, they're, they're they're part of our group and they're cold cool and shit. Yeah, I'm way into them. And they okay. you need to go there. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, their community is that's all they talk just like you. Oh, I love yeah, it. I love it. Yeah, and they got all the stuff, and it's like the or all the technology. We go there because I love it. I just go do a bunch of acid and hang out and try all the toys. It's amazing. <laughs> it's a great way to shift perspective. That's how the internet was born. Yeah, the uh, it's amazing. But that's the thing. There's 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 groups of people trying to like make impactful change in ways that are more human. Like you see this a lot with like like I have like a niece and nephew, and they play a bunch of games, and then sometimes they get so deep in the world. That like they just get obsessed with it but they disconnect from everything else around them and then they start showing you like look at my game look at my game but they they want that entertainment but they also want to connect and so how do you how do you build something that mm -hmm. gives you both that pleasure of the enjoyment as well as that connection which you did in a very human way right yeah, Bad, awesome parties right and so i just think you can you can do the same thing in vr if you have the right elements uh whether it's acid or you know uh, heartfelt connections or anything else, <laughs> so, so. especially with biometrics. Yeah, when is VR, when is VR gonna hit hit biometrics? Because that's where it's all at. I, I played this game. You know Neuromore. Did you know Neuromore? You seen that? Is that the, the thing that's on your brain? The like the EEG kind of thing? Well, yeah, you're doing VR, mm -hmm. and, and you're doing EEG. Yes, neurofeedback, mm -hmm. and they also doing galvanic skin response, which is like stress level, right, mm -hmm. and then temperature. So there's it's, you know things. And then you go in while you're playing this kind of journey game. You know, you're going through the path. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then they got this guy, this really good um, trance guy, Joaquin, whatever. Anyway, he wrote Reality is Plastic. Really amazing hypnotist trance creator. He's the guy that creates these trances. And then as your state changes, the trance changes based on your state. Oh. Right? So they have like different paths. So it's like as you go deeper, right so as your brain you know as you like your delta ratio goes up compared to you know because it's all ratio yeah not the way it works but yeah so you, as your delta increases you know in ratio wise and your skin gets drier and your hands get warmer you go into a deeper path until then they're just trying to get you there mm. that's i play that that's really fun and then there's another there's a company out of france i was fucking with they had a room and you're playing this video game like shit's coming at you like alien game so first they the screen comes on it's like let's balance and the same thing they have all the sensors on you and like i'm in there i'm centered i'm zoned yeah whatever you call flow whatever yeah. then you play the game whenever you're out of it like aliens are coming it takes you back there whenever your senses go back they focus you you go back and then by the end you're playing this video game while focused so, uh, it's that, crazy. that's so cool to me People think that like VR is like the pinnacle of the thing, but it's not. It's it's all this immersive technologies. It's biofeedback, um, mm -hmm. AI, multi-user, um, uh, IoT devices, all that stuff to where you basically start to recreate another reality sub inside inside that virtual one where you, I can tell where you're looking. I can tell. There's an uh, there's an amazing woman, uh, Mary Mary Lou. 
I think her name is. She used to be the head Facebook Oculus researcher until she like kind of get a conscious and quit. And so she was incredibly smart. There was a time I was basically on Reddit at about 3 a.m. just Redditing around. And I saw this thing that says, uh, ex-Facebook head of research invents AR VR telepathy. And I was just like, click. And I, I, and I watched it. She goes deep and starts to talk about things that even blew my geeky self out of the water. So I sent it to my three smartest friends. And I'm like, hey, I'm too dumb to actually know if this is a thing. Is this a thing? And they all, all responded back, yes, it's a thing. And, and she did an amazing job. What she was able to do was this, is that in the Facebook labs that she eventually took off to make her own company, I think it's called Blue Water or something like that, um, inside the headsets, um, what she could do is on your camera, on your phone, you can actually, if you remove the filters, it can actually take a, it can take a measurement of your blood flow. So yeah. she made an array of them, put them on your head, and it simulates the same thing as an MRI machine, except instead of it being you know, a thousand times more expensive, it fits on your head. So what happens when you put people in VR and you can see what they're looking mm -hmm. at, you can see what they're doing, you can see all those metrics, and you have an MRI and a thing. Over time, you can you can not only it, it goes from just being um, look at the blood flow to being able to predict what they're going to say to where they could think a thought, send it to someone that could be translated, downloaded, and sent back to them. All done through those MRI plus VR. Yeah, I guess so. if you get enough data, you could crunch it and find that out. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. that's somebody cool. Yeah, my yeah, BioBeats <laughs> is doing stuff like that. No, I love this. Is where it's going, and it's just fun. It's fun to play, but I love the biofeedback and the neurofeedback combined with the virtual reality. It's just going to be insane. It's going so fast. There's so many smart fuckers, so many creative people out there doing cool shit. Yes, that's what's so neat about where our gen, our time. Like I'm older like 50, so your generation more. It's just so many people are turned on um, for whatever reason at the, at the same time. And people are coming up with so much cool shit. You can't even keep up with the cool shit being created nowadays. There's so many neat people are coming up with cool shit for themselves that's fucking cool. Like, I get turned on to all this stuff. Like, people call me all the time. with like, hey, what about this idea? Do you wanna help? Like, I can't even know, I don't even know which one to choose because they're all so fucking cool. Hundred percent, and that's why I mean, one reason why I, like I did the podcast and a lot of other things is like there's a lot of people in different spaces doing really cool stuff, and yep. like you, you just you can't keep up. I can't keep up, and I'm in the space because there's guys that are ten years younger than me that are doing yeah. cool stuff, and you're just like, and just it just it's compounding because there's there's some there's some kid online right now who's just obsessed, and he's gonna break something, and he's gonna discover something that we just can't figure out. So um it's so a younger I mean, person's game i mean because if you look at like rock musicians right they're yeah. they're they're done by 30. like maybe like a real i mean a couple exceptions yeah like john Prine or something but you know they're done by 30. like all that creativity is like kind of a 20 a 20 somethings game yeah. and then they even say physicists like very few physicists do anything past 30. um all this shit comes in the 20s so it's weird being my age because I kind of came late, you know, got, I mean, I couldn't even type till I was 26, right? I yeah. couldn't even type on a typewriter. I used to like in grad school, I used to hire somebody, to, I'd handwrite my papers and have somebody type them because I fucking hated it. So, so it's just a different generation. And then nowadays with all the cool stuff and these 20 somethings right now are just incredible. Yeah. I think I've met, and they're like almost more like they're, they're just a whole different thing. And they're raised on this and every and then the drugs are hitting at the right time because now that's like normal now it's like not taboo because i remember doing drugs having to like hide and be all like 
used to get them illegally and now it's just so mainstream so that convergence science. what's that there's more science on it too like uh um psilocybin being exactly. neurogenesis you stack it with lion's mane all that stuff I mean, versus like everyone in these dark little like shame corners, not talking to anybody, right? That's right. So. I, grew up, I, grew up, I grew up in Kansas. I remember like, I was buying LSD at 14 in Kansas. That was fucking jail. I mean, that's scary. Ooh, yeah, that's, I mean, yeah, that's I mean, a I mean, I mean, having to get my hallucinogenics because I've always been into them was always risky until pretty recently. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and now it's like, cool. Now it's like everywhere. And so now in these 20s, now you have, like I said, the VR and then communication with the internet. And, it's just insane what's going to happen this next yeah. couple of years. We're always going to need that human connection, no matter what, no matter how we do it. It's just we're, we crave it. And, and there's just this weird thing that we need. We need the, both the technology side, but we also need those, the caveman fire stuff. Like it's just, it's, we, we want it all. Um, yeah, people aren't going to give it up. People are actually going back to the land. So I don't think, I think, I don't think it's going to, I think it's going to create more people going back to the land and the yeah, technology. I think there's going to be a weird synergy that happens where people get more primal, but also get more technology where they only use the technology that they need, like that restorative regenesis kind of like farming kind of thing where they take the technology and bring it back to the land. It's just, mm -hmm. you know, we're, we're racing against disaster and utopia kind of thing. So what can we, what can we do? Um, yep. I just want to say uh, thank you so much for your time being on this thing. This has yes, been fun. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, yeah, last time we talked, we had a great talk, and uh, this was this was no, incredible. It felt like just a you know, regular talk. This yeah. is fun. Yeah. Well, let, let me, me ask a question. If, if people want to get a hold of you, how do they how do they reach out to you? I'm best on email. I mean, I'm an old man, so this my sure. I mean I mean Michael at babybathletter.com. I, I have somebody who checks my email with me, so sure. as long as there's want to touch base or whatever I like, I like a good conversation i like anybody has any weird ideas or like stuff like anybody has cool yeah we're really helpful like cutting edge products that are for consumers but they have to be the best and cool like no, no bullshit stuff like it has to be neat and then those kind of, and then we like to turn those people we introduce them to people we know yeah people have cool shit like whether we can help or not we don't we're not an agency or anything but i can usually help those people find the right people yeah about getting screwed because I kind of know that weird world of deceptive marketers. So I'm usually able to find somebody who's cool and say, here's a guy that's cool that's not going to screw you. So important, man. Having yeah. having like um, just a shepherd to kind of guide the path of, of like you know, young people who just, because the... that's what you're asking. You're in one of your, you know, your assistant wrote mm -hmm. me like stuff I should be prepared for, but like, how do you help young people? Like, and so my thing is like, I help them if they're cool, not get fucked. I don't like, cause I don't charge. <laughs> I don't, I'm not a consultant. So my big thing is cause I've been, cause it is like, you've been screwed over too. I'm sure about like marketers yep. are promising everything. So these marketer people on the digital side, man, there's good ones by the way, but man, most are just shit. And I'll take all your money with no, and they'll promise you the world. And then they you sign this contract and then you, so you have this great idea and then your budget's gone. Cause you hired some fucking marketing firm or some guy who promised you the world. And I can't fucking stand that. So my, our missions, one of our missions is, yeah, like that can't happen. So if anybody can come to me and like get some proposal from some wacky marketer, you're welcome to email me. I'll give it a look. And I, I can't promise you I'll find somebody for you, but I can definitely tell you. That, and I kind of know where the bodies are buried there. Or if somebody's like supplement manufacturing, if people are trying to make that, I've been screwed over in that a lot. Like finding really good manufacturers and ingredients is really hard actually. Yeah. And most people who are in that business get screwed over by contract manufacturers. So I can also help people not get fucked there. So that's kind of my service to the younger generation. Is, <laughs> yeah, so, I promise oh, you any miracles. 
but I can help you not get screwed or I can reduce your likelihood of getting screwed. <laughs> no, no guarantees, but I'll, I'll, I'll at least, you know, show you how to put yeah, a condom on. Yeah. yeah. Cause that's so suck. I got, I got so rent. I mean, when I first started, I just deleted everything. And I got so screwed over at the beginning. And that's the way you learn, I guess. But it's nice to, if other people don't have to go through that. It'd be nice. I think. It's a, it's a beautiful service, man. I mean, that's a total, that's a total mentor move. It's just like, Hey, look, you can go down that path, but I've gone down that path and here's what you'll face. You can do it, but I recommend just going, just going to the right a little bit. And that is, the, yeah. that, but that's how, and that's what the younger generation is going to be. As you know, as you get, you've been a bit, you, you do something for a while. You just see the tell, like you just know when people are telling you something, you can smell it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just, but you don't know that. Like I, I yeah, cause I'm a very leading person. And so when I first came, I, I first started doing okay. I would hire these people and they would tell me these things. And I'm like, and then it happened like twice and i was like that type of person okay stay away from that type of person yes. you don't yes. know that yes. you don't know that until it happens but then you smell it and then you start to get a smell, you smell for it. Like, yeah 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 this game yeah yeah yeah, well, yeah that's another conversation we, I, we could definitely have a, a, just to yeah a, protect the people I'll, I'll i'll leave any names off to the side but yes i've, I've had those experiences and so um I, I appreciate that service and I'll, I'll definitely keep an eye out for uh, any any young and upcomers who. Yeah, I, lo I love those people. As long as they're weird. <laughs> I don't know. In my mind, I've been I've been making a checklist in my back of my head. I'm like, okay, uh, high, high standards, weird, cool, yeah, creative, wild, self-starting. <laughs> right, it's, those people. They're everywhere. But it's it's so cool. Is that you think that there'd be a dearth of them, but there's not. There's so many good people out there. Most yeah. people are pretty fucking cool. Yeah, so just gotta connect the dots, man. That's what it is. Most people are cool. It's just some people ruin it all. That's all. All right, yeah. man. Well, this has been right, a blast. Yeah, yeah this is great, Michael. Thank you so much for your time, brother. I appreciate it. Next, uh, time, next time, we'll, we'll interview you for our community on the VR. <laughs> I'll, I'll pitch you in front of my group. That'd yeah, be it'd be great. I have, a, I have a million questions for you, but I knew that I was supposed to be your guest. So next time, <laughs> I'll have an hour to pick your brain and we'll go from there. Hey, hit me up anytime, brother. I'd love to do it. This, this chat was awesome, man. Uh, I appreciate all that you do, hey, brother. I'll, I'll talk to you, you soon, too. okay? All right. Cheers. All right, bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Heroes of Reality podcast. Check out heroesofreality.com for more episodes. While you're there, you can also take the Heroes quiz to find out what kind of hero you are. Or if you have a great story and want to be on the podcast, tell us why your hero's journey will inspire others. Thank you for listening. See you on the other side.